0: Bienvenido, damas y caballeros. Welcome back to Freeform Radio on the Freeform Network. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Freeform Network. Send in those questions and suggestions, ffnquestions at gmail.com. But again, this is Freeform Radio. For our 200th episode, we got Noel.
1: What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us.
2: And we got Andy. It's all good, Andy. We're here. 200 episodes. We're still going strong, and I'm glad everybody could join us.
0: Yes, uh, 200 episodes. Man, that's a pretty pretty decent milestone, man. I know some podcasts that I listen to have been there for years, and they got more episodes than us. But I think for three guys from the Chicagoland area, that's, that's pretty, pretty, pretty dang good, man.
2: <laughs> consistency is uh important in this game and uh I, I can say one thing uh we've been pretty consistent you guys but i think i've been pretty good
0: <laughs> yeah or at least I'm mildly good you know something like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no nah, we, we, we'd like to thank everybody
0: for listening and, and joining us on this trip and to continue to be with us for the next 200 but let, let's jump into it, Andy. Uh, fill us in on this Pence quote, man. He, he was uh, the vice president, uh, the last for the last president. And yeah. uh, I guess there's a quote that that's out there that's causing some stir. What is it, man?
2: Well, you know me. I like. Uh, I'm a kind of uh, of uh, news. Um, so they had this debate, like a convention, uh, recently. The Blaze. It was a lot of it. It was aired on the Blaze. It's a conservative uh group or uh, like media thing platform and tucker carlson was the one doing interviewing a lot of the a lot of them that were there were running for the nomination for the republican side and pence was on there and him and tucker carlson he was giving them some good questions and uh, the one that got him in trouble was um they were talking about ukraine <clears throat> and then uh he goes to he goes to pence this is the quote i got uh your concern is that the ukrainians a country most people can't find on a map who received tens of billions of u.s tax dollars don't have enough tanks i think it's a fair question to ask where's the concern for the united states in that and pence replied that's not my concern <laughs> and uh, needless to say he got roasted uh people were shocked at, i mean he went into a little bit of detail afterwards but uh, his initial response was that's not my concern uh, about cities in america and all that stuff and he was more concerned of getting getting help to ukraine and uh, that's not my concern quote that's all over the place on twitter i got a lot of people uh, up in arms and needless to say he's being bashed like you know he's an elite uh, he's um he's uh like part of the you know the global elite and uh that just goes into say like what's going on uh, with ukraine i don't know how much you guys looked into it um but he got a lot of flack for it i don't know If you guys know about that, interviewed other people. I know there's a growing uh, thing in the United States. Um, From what I read, uh, Ukraine's not doing too good. The Russians are going to kick in their ass and uh, they keep sending money and uh, weapons. And I think this weekend Biden called up troops or something, some reservists, like 3,000. So this thing is escalating. Um, But needless to say, going back to Pence, they're, they're... His response was like what got everybody riled up like they don't care about the U.S. or the big cities. Everybody knows the big cities, Um, you know, the big three, New York, uh, New York City, uh, Chicago. They're all big Democrats. And, you know, California, L.A., San Francisco, all that shit is it's a shit show. People are leaving and here in chicago we got a new mayor and there's still a high murder rate and you know what what is the federal government going to do and then he, uh, trump did offer some things to lightfoot but other political wrangling that was going on at the time um pence just goes eh, that's not my concern so a, a lot of people were shocked at that response and i think it shows the establishments like true colors they have uh, this agenda and um mostly global and they want to uh, and Tucker across makes a point like Ukraine like like what 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 have they done or what are they how's that in the United States global best interest and people don't know I just know they're fighting Putin and if he was serious where he, people the world the europe the west wanted to help ukraine they just had a meeting at nato they would have let him nato would let ukraine join but they didn't <laughs> so that's another thing which is fucking strange uh Zelensky was there and he was pissed off and they told him like hey calm down dude like you're gonna be a part of nato but not right now even though he's under attack by you know the russians so you know, yeah, I,
0: I I find it, it – I don't know too much about it, to be honest, so I don't want to speak in ignorance too much. But I, to me, they're not part of NATO. I don't understand all this funneling of all this money into the country. I get it. People don't like Russia that much. They're kind of like the bad guys. But it, to me, I kind of see it like most other stuff that's international. It That part is not of our concern. The U.S. should be of our concern. This should be the number one priority of our government to figure out what they're going to do with the homeless, the drug epidemic, you know, um, inflation, the uh, economics, you know, housing, all that stuff. They should be dealing with the U.S. problems. Um, I get humanitarian. Send them aid to help people that are injured. Send, you know, send all that uh, Red Cross stuff help the people that are injured but we shouldn't be arming anybody the last time something like this happened is when we were arming the afghanistan's to fight against russia and then what happened the afghanistan's turned it against us and then they they used it on us when when we were over there on the war so I, i i don't get it if they're not even part of nato i don't understand what's the rally behind them I get it. There's a lot of good um, you know, Ukraine people out there that are innocent people like there are in any war. There's a lot of innocent people, but I, I don't understand what's all the involvement. Uh, but my prayers do go out to all the people affected, war and death and uh, totalitarian governments like that. It is difficult. So I, I do, you know, my heart is with that, too. Yeah, no, it's
1: it's a complicated situation, definitely, because, I mean, it involves human life and the loss of innocent life, I mean, it, as a, another fellow human, like, how can you not feel for those people going through that, you know, I, I try to put myself in their shoes, like, if I'm just a regular day, and I'm going to work or whatever, and then all of a sudden, you know, we can't because there's, like, a freaking tank rolling through or something. I mean, that's just up uprooting your life, like, you know, flipping your life upside down. It's, it's got to be incredibly difficult, you know. But there are many things going on here in the United States that I think our government should be trying to focus on uh, rather than, you know, letting, letting ourselves kind of um, break away from... Um, from like healing and from like recovering from right now, the economy is like going through just this horrible time right now. So many people have lost money in the stock market and, and everything is so much more expensive than it it should be. I think they, there definitely needs to be a plan to fix the United States before we try to fix somewhere else.
2: Yeah. I mean, again, with the, the, the political, the, the way things are politically in this country, it's so hard to get anything done. It's always not the best interest of the American people or the american American taxpayer. It's like let's use this problem to uh, to benefit the party, and it's done on both sides um it just it's it's it, 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 it's messed up i don't know what else to say i like it you read like you see the news media too like the way they uh they they spin this and they're one-sided ain't this neutral thing no more we just report the facts in the news it like they don't do that like and and the other thing is the way they like i said the the news people spin it it's it's a definitely there's a bias and you, everybody can see it. Um, and going down to the new thing now, like Trump uh, is the front runner, and and I think he has like a thirty seven point lead over DeSantis and the 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 next Republican for the nomination. Um, so you started seeing the you know he's been indicted. He's doing now they're seeing like if he wins he's gonna. He's gonna attack. Uh, he's gonna use the government to to fire a lot of people and get them in trouble. And I'm just like, well, isn't that what Biden's doing right now? <laughs> like, it's just like everybody does it. And I like why, like they're spinning it like he's gonna do something that's never been done before when everybody does it. So, and people get all like because it's him they get all worked up and like everyone does it. So. I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting uh, to see where, where this is gonna go. we're going to the election next year It's a little early, but you always gotta listen to what these people say because it's like double speak. Uh, I'm pretty sure Pence really hasn't said anything, and um, it's uh, you know it's interesting. Like it, it's all this double speak. You gotta read between the lines. Like we were talking to. Uh, we had lunch recently, me, Danny and a friend of ours, and we we're talking about, you know, the, the Bud Light thing and how Bud Light hasn't or Anheuser-Busch hasn't come out and apologize to its its base of, of of their customer base. And now instead of doing it, they, they're twisting it around, saying like, it's you guys' fault. People are going to lose jobs now. <laughs> it's not like what we did. It's like your fault. And they keep losing market share they keep losing money and they are you know it's just like they always say like it, they try to spin it where it's it, it's the consumer's fault and I, the media is kind of going towards that they're they they did not think it was going to last but let us know what you guys think on those two things a bud light pence ukraine whatever at ffnquestions at gmail.com um something real quick i know <clears throat> maybe when the episode drops there might be some information i don't know if you guys know about that lady in the airplane like this motherfucker's not real hey you guys do you know anything about that
0: i saw the the clip but i don't know what she's referring to i didn't hear any analysis or like information on what the hell she's talking about because the camera zips to the right and then there's nobody there and then it zips back to her, and then she just kind of runs off. So I'm not really sure what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah,
2: there's nothing that's really concrete. Supposedly she was talking to this dude in a green hoodie, and he had all these uh, the face uh, tattoos and shit, and she kept b- blabbling on about stuff and the guy wouldn't respond I, like i said there's like a bunch of stuff out on the internet but then um some people say he didn't talk some people say he did some people say he stole the, her her pods and then he would just like stay quiet and then when he flipped his hoodie up she like lost it <laughs> and that's why she's like this motherfucker ain't real this this motherfucker ain't real but What I want to get at is ever since that incident, it's been like a week or two now. Maybe by the time the episode drops, uh, they'll have an update, but uh, a a newer update by then. Uh, Apparently, they can't locate this woman now. I mean, uh, there were reports that she got arrested. There's reports that she wasn't. And then there was reports when everything got settled. She wanted to get back on the plane. They didn't let her. Um, so it's all over the place, but my thing is like the video. Obviously, she is shaken. She's like, she's scared. Something did happen, and you know, people are like, oh, it's a reptilian, or you know, all that stuff. Like, look it up, people. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure if you search reptilian on uh, YouTube, Google will have some wiki thing uh, underneath it, but, uh. Well, my thing is, like, I want to hear her side. Like, everybody has social media. Everybody talks about what the fuck's going on in the world, right? And this woman, nobody can find her. She hasn't said anything on any platform. And nobody said if she's been arrested, uh, nobody can find her. So um, I want to see what she says, or maybe she she has mental issues. I don't know, but that to me is, like... No, I'm, I'm intrigued and like people on Twitter are like obsessed with her. I mean, she's pretty decent looking. She's good looking. Um So I don't know. Maybe that has Allegedly. something. To, <laughs> but people are like uh, they're obsessing about her. And I just want to hear like her side of the story or maybe she has an OnlyFans Fans or something where she's going to say what the hell happened. Um But that, hey, that have you seen it in a while?
1: no i'm actually looking it up right now as you guys are talking about it because i'm genuinely curious and i'm seeing clips and i'm and i'm like they don't show the person though they just show her yeah reaction
0: yeah i'm like yeah
1: that's just that could be a crazy person like i don't i think she's high on
0: like pcp or something yeah (laughs) she's like totally flipping out Uh, that would be my guess because you're right nothing's come out on it and I have not been curious enough to look into it, but it just looks like the ramblings of a crazy person.
2: Nah, I mean, if you listen to her talk, she doesn't sound. I mean, she's scared. Like, she is scared. Like, something happened. And but
1: like all these people recording different angles, nobody records who she's talking about. There's only
2: one angle where, no, yeah, you, there's an angle where you hear her talk. And then there's one angle where you see a guy in a green hoodie. Like, that's it. And everybody's saying it's the guy in the green hoodie. And then a lot of people said they were on the plane. It came out that it was fake. Like, they were on there. So, like I said, it's all over the place. And um, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, like, interested. To, I like this shit like this because the Internet always seems to, uh, all the bullshit that goes on in this in this world, the Internet always seems to find out what the hell's going on. So, um, you know, let us know what you guys think, or if you have a different perspective of it, or do you have a different video clip that hasn't really been circulating? I don't have TikTok; I just search on YouTube and Twitter, and uh, sometimes Facebook. Uh, but uh, maybe on TikTok, there's more stuff. Few people, when anything breaks on t- TikTok, they usually upload it on uh, on Twitter. Um, but let's change it up here, man. Uh, you know, paranormal stuff, reptilians. It looks like Noel. I don't know man you're gonna I see here you're, you're thinking about going to a go, uh, ghost hunt you gotta be protected when you go to that shit, man because things latch on to you bro what, what's going on when are you going
1: uh so i don't want to specify the day just because i don't want anybody to set up some shady shit when i get there <laughs> uh it, it will be probably like a month or so from now it, it's hard to I can't, i'm not gonna put the exact date but it's, it's gonna be a while from now um and there's this abandoned mental asylum um, in Peoria that supposedly, you know, a lot of people have died there. Like hundreds of thousands of people have died there. And uh, I think they even used it during like a time where there was like plagues maybe. um, In, in any case. It's a hospital like, or a prison? Uh, well, it's, in, it's in a hospital, like a mental oh, okay. asylum, like uh, a place for the criminally insane. So it's it's kind of both. Uh, it's it's not a prison like where there's like, at least I I haven't been there so I'm not exactly sure what I'm gonna see but oh, okay. I, I don't believe it was like a prison like Shawshank or nothing it was it, it's a mental asylum for the criminally insane so people that you know were murderers or whatever but were thought to be insane and um anyway there, there's this organization that and it's like a small group of people that I guess I don't know if they own the location or what. But they um, allow people to do this, like, um, investigation, you know, like a, a paranormal investigation. And you get, I think it's about five or six hours of free reign with the uh, asylum. Um, they they give you, like, a tour for, like, an hour. Uh, and it's before sundown is what they recommend. Because uh, once the sun goes down, I mean, you have your flashlights, but that's about it, I think. I don't think there's going to be much lighting. <laughs> but uh essentially yeah like it's it's just a you know ghost investigation paranormal investigation similar to how you see in um you know other tv shows like ghost adventures ghost hunters all that um since it's just me my cousin and one of our mutual friends going we don't have like a ton of equipment but i have a camera i'm gonna take uh, i got a emf detector um i think i'm gonna get i'm, I'm Contemplating getting the Spirit Box, but I don't know if it's worth the investment. It's only eighty bucks. How much bucks. is it? Eighty bucks.
2: I'll get it. 80, dude. I mean, yeah, you watch that—that right? that, the way when you ask questions and the thing talks and shit. Yeah. If dude. you could figure out how to uh, morph your Xbox sensor bar to fucking see the sticks on a computer. Oh, <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? That yeah. motion thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Connect.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, there's it's just a lot of expense uh, because. Just to go out there, I mean, we have to rent a car, we have to rent a hotel and all that. And we're, we're going to do a few other things out there. There's like disc golf and all that, and it's supposedly some nice parks out there to go early. Because we're going to get out there early, and then this won't be until maybe around, you know, 9, 10 or whatever. Once the sun goes down, and I think it goes until like 2 in the morning or something like that. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, kind of excited uh maybe we'll find that reptilian that was on that flight over there who knows
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always uh I, I, me and Danny I don't know if you remember this guy uh and we went to high school with and later we uh connected on Facebook again a long time ago and early on I went on his Facebook thing he was very into the paranormal he was a part of a, a a group and stuff and he he messaged me like I do all this stuff and like he was telling me some places in elgin and stuff and he went he did all the all the things and he sent me some videos i'm like he's not into that no more he's now he's into working out and like conspiracy theories <laughs> so but at the time i was like damn should i do this shit? because i was watching a lot of uh the ghost hunters and, and all that shit. and i'm uh, like i don't know man it's kind of i'd rather watch it i want to be in in that environment because it to be honest with you it kind of freaks me out yeah, you know, I think
0: there's, there is there is a a risk definitely because the spirit world is real and uh, there's a lot of risk of attachments that you could bring back home. These things don't just stay where you go. Um, you know, there's, I, I mean, a lot of it's folk tales, you know, like the Bruja and stuff like that or, or, or whatever Mexican lore, you know, El Cocuy. Stuff that you you can go and that you could bring home to you, and then it'll latch on at home, and and then now it's try to get rid of it, and it's by your crib.
1: Well, I'll put it like this: like I'm not gonna go out there and be disrespectful to whatever's there, if there is something there. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to like bring any negativity there, that would warrant something attaching it to myself to myself. I'm also like, there's a lot of risks that you take just in average everyday life, you know, like for sure people that that um, when you buy stuff at like a thrift store or a garage yeah. sale or yeah, whatever, those else.
0: vintage sales. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, you're taking all this energy that's been absorbed throughout years, whoever had it, and you're taking it into your home. So, you know, I've had so many experiences in my life. I'm not necessarily worried about something and attaching itself. Um, I think if something were to happen, uh, I would be I would have enough energy to fight it or be able to, you know, find a way to not be affected by it. Right, Um, right.
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned like things like vintage stores. There was a garage sale that I went to like a month ago and I saw something that looked really old, looked kind of cool. But for whatever reason, in the back of my head, it just kept going don't buy that thing (laughs) and not because of the money, but more of like a spiritual, like warning, like don't buy that thing. And so I didn't. And after I left, I kind of thought back on it and I thought something like this. I'm like, man, is something attached to that thing. And I was getting a warning that don't bring it home kind of thing. But yeah, you never know.
2: I bought, uh, I went thrifting years ago. Um, when I moved out here and I found this, um, Aztec calendar, like in solid wood. I'm I'm guessing it was like they went to to Mexico and it was like part of a touristy thing, and they bought it and they brought it. And i like, ah, we don't want it anymore. So and it was like four bucks, and I was like looking it over. I'm like, man, this is fucking nice. Like it's like solid wood and shit. And I noticed they had like some like chalk marks, and I'm just like, oh man, like what the fuck is this? It was kind of like waxy like ah man like i don't know maybe they're doing shit on this (laughs) and then i bought it i'm like it's fucking cool piece I brought it home i cleaned it up i couldn't i got a lot of it uh, those marks gone there's still like a little bit of it you could see it like in the right light but it kind of freaked me out because man i don't know if they're doing some bullshit on this um and i have it hanging up but initially i was like 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 you said then, like, oh man, what the fuck were they doing on this? cause you never know, right? And then it's like, but the price point, and it was like solid wood. I'm like, man, I gotta get like I got it, I gotta get it, and I got it, And every once in a while I look at it, and I'm just like, man, I hope uh cause I have some uh, once I have like weird dreams, like man, and maybe the fucking Aztecs are doing this shit to me,
1: <laughs> dude, now that you mentioned that, all right, so my cousin that I'm gonna be going on the ghost hunt with. He, uh, he used to have this bedroom set, like, uh, I was um, the headboard and, and the, the box spring, all, all that uh-huh. stuff, um, minus the mattress, like, the mattress I, I had my own, but he, he got rid of it a long time ago, his family did, my parents bought it, and they gave it to me, and I'm just like, well, whatever, you know, like, I, I was moving into a new room, so I was like, I'll, I'll use it, um, and it was like, like a one of those old wooden ones at the headboards like it's like a beige darker beige wooden ones so it, it was good quality and uh, i still have some of the other stuff it, it wasn't just that it was like a a bookcase set and all this stuff but it was nice and i was like all right yeah i'll use it and growing up he, he would tell me stories about how he would think that his house was haunted because he would hear something tapping on his headboard or he would hear Something like um walking into his room, and then he would feel something sitting on his mattress oh, like, on that. his bed, and he would wake up like really scared. He said one time he woke up and he saw somebody at like at the end of the room against the wall, and he he, he would say that it was a guy that was living in the walls or something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? he it was creeping me out, right? We were like eight years old when we were telling these stories. So I was always thinking that like, oh, guy, it's just b s or whatever. And then once I got this, this you know, the bed set and I was already, you know, maybe 20 years old. I, I wasn't a kid. I was having the most terrifying dreams of my life, dude. And that happened for like 5, 10 years because I had the bed set for like 5, 10 years. And then I finally got rid of it and we, we got a new set for me. And the dream stopped. Now, part of it I'm going to say is that I think my life was like not in, in the most like stable order. And I think I was just kind of going through some rough times that also just led to those dreams being the way they were. But I found a way to fight back in the dreams, and I found a way to, like, uh, protect myself within them. And I think that kind of helped overall uh, ca- conquer all that stuff, which is why I- I'm not so afraid of the paranormal. I'm, like, I'm I'm cautious, right? Like, a person that's going into, like, an Amazon rainforest is going to be cautious of, like, poisonous you know, you know, creatures, you're not going to go in there just like running around, like skipping around. Yeah. Getting, you know,
2: you're not I'm taking not, it like
1: Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not like afraid that I'm going to be harmed in some way. I, I think um, my where I'm at, I'm more stable. I'm more in control. I'm going in there with respect. I think I'll be OK.
0: But, nice, uh, nice. I, I'll pray for you, man. All right, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I
1: got some holy water. We need some. Do I got some too? And I'm gonna bring some with me. And I was I was telling these guys, I'm like, if I start hearing some spirits, man, I'm gonna douse my hands with this holy water and just start throwing fists, dude. Just start throwing, <laughs> <laughs> just in the darkness. I'm like, just stay away, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, shifting on, um, I actually watched this new show called Silo. I finished the the first season just uh, a couple days ago. It's on Apple TV. It's a sci-fi show. Um, It's about 10 episodes wrapped up just a couple weeks ago. Um, And and I would say I would give this show probably like a 7.5 is my initial rating of it. Well, We'll see how season two turns out. It could definitely go up. But with the first pilot season it's always like you know there's like a the cliffhanger for sure and there's always some you know loose ends that i'm trying to see how they're going to tie this up what's going to happen so just to kind of give a summary really quick one um it, it deals with a silo an underground silo so you, like you, you guys have seen silos and like farms right where they put like the the grain and all that stuff like, right yeah, yeah
0: those silver containers
1: yeah, so there's something like that. It's a massive one, but it's underground. And supposedly the people that live in there, and it, it's like the last surviving humans on Earth. And they say that the outside Earth is uh polluted and it's it's
0: it's not, you know, fit for people to live in. And it wow, looks, it sounds kind of like those missile silos that they've retrofit for, like, the preppers so that they could live underground.
1: Yeah, uh, straight up like that, dude. Yeah, yeah and they have like these generators at the very very lowest floor uh these generators the turbines that like spin and create energy for the whole silo um they've been there for hundreds of years like it's already the future so like there's you know we're, we're no longer around at this point like we're we're way gone this is like 21 whatever the hell it is year um and there are some people that they get like access to these what they call them relics like it's like the vestige of our our civilization so like they they'll see like maybe a pez dispenser or they'll see like a digital camera from like the 2000s the early 2000s and they'll be like what is this like wow this is like some high-tech technology but they don't know you know what it, it actually does because they they lost their history you know like something happened where earth was just wiped out And they they were forced into these, like, bunkers and forced to live under, like, kind of a dystopian regime where they're controlled um, pretty much, like, kind of like communism. Like, you do this job, you do that job, you know, and and we're all in this together kind of thing. And at one point, some people get curious about these technologies that existed before the silo. Or before everything went to shit. And if if you ask to go outside of the silo, your wish will be granted. They will let you go out, but you can't come back in. So you're essentially going outside to die. And so it's like a crime to say you want to go outside. And once you say it, you can't take it back. You're going to be going outside and you're going to die. And so they, they make it this big event. Every once in a while, somebody will be like, they'll like mentally snap and they'd be like, I, I want to go outside. I've seen pictures. It's fine. It's it, this is all bullshit. They're lying to you. It's, it's fine outside. Then they give them they they suit them up like this, like like astronaut suit and shit. And they send them outside. And sure enough, everyone's watching on the cameras and they die. And so it seems like, yeah, like that the world is, you know, gone. But there's more to it, and I'm not going to go into much more detail. I just want to say that I think the first season was pretty good. Uh, hopefully, you guys maybe check it out, and we can talk more cool. about it. Um,
0: but, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what I did with that uh, this week. It, it sounds, sounds kind of like that movie with, um, uh, what's what's say, Goodman, the cornfield or canfields or part two.
2: Cloverfield.
0: Cloverfield, yeah, where part one was with the the lizard dinosaur thing and then oh, yeah. part two he was inside like a bunker and he kept trying to tell the person he's like no you can't leave otherwise you'll you'll die or something
1: yeah uh, 10 cloverfield lane i think it's called right
0: right right something like that
1: yeah yeah with john goodman and uh man i can't remember the, the actress's name but yeah it's uh it's a bigger scale than that but similar but it's like a larger scale i don't really know if there's aliens yet i, I haven't seen anything like that but for sure like the outside world the 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 vision of the what people see of what the outside world looks like it looks like fallout like i don't know if you ever played that game it looks like just destroyed like everything is like desert and the trees are dead and all of life is gone and right. it's just it's just like a dystopian wasteland is what it looks like um and and the people are suffering in the silo it's not like it's a perfect utopia so people would love you know to you know partake in the in the the real world not in the silo but there's there's a lot to it man anyway i think you guys should check it out if you get a chance to it's uh, about 45 minutes per episode 10 episodes long and again i gave it like a 7.5 but uh moving on uh so daniel looks like you've been looking into the myth of the zodiac killer that's an interesting story man
0: Yeah, The the Myth of the Zodiac Killer is um, a two-episode special that was on Peacock. So if you have Peacock, I kind of want to tell you to watch it, especially if you're even interested in the Zodiac Killer, just because it's so different. You know, it's kind of like uh, The Sons of Sam um, uh, that came out on Netflix a few years ago where it's like this alternative theory where most people are like this is the typical documentary this is what people typically think of this well this is an alternative thought on it and that's the same thing with the uh, the myth of the zodiac killer and what it is is that the the killings are not even linked at all the 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 zodiac killings and that the Um, Letters that were written were actually written by a different person altogether and not even these uh, alleged killers that were tagged with the Zodiac killing. So it it goes into a little bit more. It's based on this one guy's book. I guess they, you know, televised it or whatever, uh, this guy's book, or they brought it into uh, this documentary. And he has uh, points and, and uh, theories and facts that align to that none of these things are connected. That um, as soon as this hoax of the letters came out, that it got all the detectives going into one direction that this got to be the Zodiac killer from the letters. And in actuality, if you would have done some like detective work and seen the facts, you would have seen that it's aligning to this killer. And then so he kind of goes through the um the the three or four incidents that there were and goes into different plausible killers for for most of them. And it's really fascinating. Uh, it, it, there's something about the zodiac killer that's to me, it's really intriguing with all the uh, puzzles and the uh, I forgot what they call them codices where uh, you know you have to kind of decipher them based on the symbols and the the letters and whatnot. So it was always something interesting. Um, but, yeah, this was a while ago, you know, late 60s, early 70s. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this documentary or even been fascinated with the Zodiac Killer.
2: No, I know of him. Um, I think they did an Unsolved Mysteries on him because um, they'd really never caught him till like, the 2000s or the guy they thought it was died or something right i to refresh my memory he was yeah. like nobody got him for a long time and I, I don't know if he got caught or he died or something
0: yeah they still it's still unsolved yeah, the yeah. the one the strongest um supposedly theory of the guy that they think it is he just recently passed away so yeah. they they don't know if it was really him or not because even in his deathbed he didn't mention anything
2: yeah they 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 uh i remember seeing a couple of things on my shows like unsolved mysteries and i re i remember reading or seeing something on history talking about the letters that were sent to like the newspapers or to the police stations or something right um and they were like this is not him this is him or some shit like that i don't know if it's the same one and then uh they thought maybe it was uh this guy but then he died like there was a couple people they had in mind and the guy who wrote the book is it a former FBI agent
0: no i think he's just like um like a publisher publisher okay. kind of investigator kind of people where um he worked for a news um cast place and then he finally went on yeah. to start writing books like a and reporter whatnot
2: reporter or something yeah right I might be mixing it up with something else, but <clears throat> uh, yeah, the the Zodiac guy, I, I know that what I re- recollect, like he died or something, but they never really caught the guy that was doing everything. And then there was a theory. It was like someone who did the 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 letters or whatever he, he wrote was another person. I remember seeing something hearing or watching something about like that.
1: I think Arthur Lay Allen is the person they suspected. Uh, it says here he's a school teacher in Vallejo, California. So, is that the one that died, I guess?
0: I, I want to say so. I, I saw a documentary like a year or two ago that kind of went into like a, a new revival of people wanting to tag this guy, this uh, school teacher guy. And it showed some new, fascinating um, uh, facts on it. But, yeah, this one is, is is somebody totally different just because they're like the Zodiac Killer was something made up from somebody wanting publicity and had nothing to do with the killings. And it shows some really cool alternative theories to it. Uh, things that got me thinking like, man, maybe this is true, especially because uh, the, the one fascinating thing they did on the documentary is they went to a, a linguistics um uh, company or something like that and they showed like because there's like 23 or 28 letters that were uh written by the zodiac killer and they gave them all the letters and they're like analyze these tell us is it likely that they're all by the same person and the company actually split up like all right here are the first four letters we kind of suspect these are by the same persons or person And then this other group is by another person. So it showed that there was a change in tone, character and um, uh, penmanship to where it could have been another person. So there was some really cool stuff that were brought up. It's just two episodes. uh, So it's like an hour and 40, 50 minutes or so. So just some cool alternative thoughts to the Zodiac Killer if you're interested. It's on Peacock.
1: have you ever seen the movie uh, in 2007 with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jake Gyllenhaal?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I, that kind of just goes into more of the um, the uh, news guy, the reporter, kind of getting lost in the case. Uh, so it kind of shows the, the Zodiac killer on the side, but the the main plot point, or at least what I got from the movie, it was more about the reporter. But it was still really good. I thought it was a good movie. And I've seen a few of the Zodiac um, documentaries. I'm in the middle of watching one that came out in 2007, which is called um, uh, It's It's Me, the Zodiac Sp- Speaking, or something like that. I, I, I forget the name of it now. Um, and it's going and talking to a lot of the old police officers that investigated the first cases. So... I don't know, stuff like this kind of intrigues me. I think it kind of bores Alana when she sees it and she's just like, ah, you're weirdo, I'm leaving. It takes (laughs) off. (laughs) I don't know, but but yeah. uh, If you guys are interested, go check it out. Uh, Something else that I watched with Alana and she enjoyed it, uh, and this one, was The Many Saints of Newark. Now, I know, Andy, you gave this kind of a shitty rap when you watched it uh, a few years ago when it came out. I watched it and... It's not a masterpiece, but I would probably say it's above good. Uh, uh. It's not great, but it's good. Uh, and, and good, I say, to me is like seven. To me, that's where like seven is good. Great to me is like eight, nines, tens, uh, kind of great things. So I I thought it was, I got a lot of nostalgia pops, man. And um, I, I finished wrapping up Sopranos for my second run through. <laughs> um a couple months ago so watching this movie i was, it was still kind of fresh in my head watched it all the 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 sill all the Polly stuff came out it was all really cool um the only things that were I, I, I mean, I don't think any of this stuff is spoiler, but the only thing that i didn't really get why they didn't show more of was actually tony's dad i thought This movie was going to be based more on Tony's dad and where it was based more on his uncle, uh, which was cool, too, because on the show they do mention Chris's uh, father and they do mention him and he is a part of the show. But I didn't know he was going to be such a huge part on the show. Basically, the show is him, this movie, at least uh, the many saints of Newark. But um, I thought the movie was was good. I thought it got a good nostalgia pop. Uh, the pacing was kind of off a little bit, um, but I thought the, um, the mom of Tony was, like, spot on. That lady reminded me of the mom uh, of Tony Soprano and also even, like, Carmela. Like, it seemed like it was, like, a hybrid character, like, like almost like Tony married his mother in Carmela because she reminded me a lot of Carmela and a lot of her mannerisms. So, really cool movie. I thought that... The the only character that I thought they miscasted was Tony's dad. I thought that was like way off. That wasn't what I pictured him to be like. But um, yeah, the
2: dad in the show was like, he was always like, to me, he's like an Italian dad, right? And then right. when they, and Punisher, he was just like, like an asshole almost, right? Like he wasn't happy go lucky. And then one of the things was in the, in the, the show and the movie, they kept saying Tony is reminiscing about how he saw his dad. And, like, what really how he was, was, like, they're saying in the movie. And that's how, that's why, that's the two discrepancies. That's how they went about telling it, like, that's how Tony just remembers his dad. Like, that's yeah, his...
0: members and being more remembers. funny. Right? Yeah,
2: and then in the show, in the movie, he's just, like, he's a fucking... I don't know. It was just like I wasn't feeling it, and like he was not saying he wasn't tough. Like in the the movie version, he's like a fucking hardcore gangster, and yeah. in the show, and then he's like, he's like, yeah, hey, like you go fuck somebody up, but then he's like a family guy and this and that. Like I don't know. It was just it was a big difference, a discrepancy in the way those two the, the the that character from the movie and the show, to me.
0: Yeah, I think Dickie, the way that character was played, that's how I picture Tony's dad being. But maybe now that you bring that up, maybe it makes sense because maybe um, Tony picked up the way Dickie was and pictured that's the way I want my dad to be because in a lot of ways in the movie, that is Tony's dad because he hangs out with him so much maybe. that that maybe it's true, maybe his psychosis he kind of remembers his dad being more like Dickie rather than being his true dad. But I thought the movie was, was good, man. Uh, It it got me really sad to the point where uh, not sad, but it got me thinking I'm like, it sucks that this movie didn't do well because uh, from what I had heard, they were planning to make maybe another two prequels, uh, that this was only like the first one. one. Oh, so they, they are making another one. Okay.
2: Yeah. They might be, uh, I remember reading something about it earlier in the year, but who knows? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really found anything since that with the strike and all this now.
0: Right. I know that that's causing a lot of delays. Did you ever get into Sopranos, Noel? Oh, of course, man. I, I've seen it a couple times and, uh, I even
1: seen the many saints in Newark. Yeah. What are um, your thoughts on it? Uh, I I don't think I'd give it a seven. Uh, I think I'd lean more towards Andy with me not enjoying it as much. Uh, I'd I'd probably give it, like, a 6.3 or 4. Um, it, It wasn't a bad movie in terms of, like, how movies go. It's just I was expecting something different. Being, like, a prequel to Sopranos, I was expecting something way different i would say one thing i did like i thought was the best part was that they casted uh gandolfini's son to be tony right i thought that because he looked so much like him I'm like wow dude it's like literally watching a mini like a, a younger tony soprano it was really cool to see that um ray liotta was in it, it was cool too um i i think they did focus too much on dicky though and uh, I mean, who would have known that him laughing at Corrado would, you know, result right. <laughs> in what it what it did? But I was like, yeah, I'm like, all right, you know, it, it oh, wasn't yeah. bad. It was just, well, the, the, I think
0: it's I think it's fine that it's on Dicky. Uh, but it, that's what was uh, before Andy mentioned that it looks like they are making another prequel. I was I was kinda sad because I'm like, man, it would have been cool if like this one's on Dickie, the next one's gonna be on Tony's dad, and then the next one's gonna be on Junior, and then the next one's gonna be on this. And you kinda see like a little bit more into their life and how they intermingle. And you would have to almost make it like um like Back to the Future, where you like record two or three movies at the same time so that the actors don't get too old and now they can't play the characters anymore. And you got all this recasting. So you kinda get the same group of people playing these two or three movies and that's how i would think i would like to see the next couple but uh who knows what's gonna happen but i don't know
1: yeah I think the, sorry just really fast i i, I think uh because Tony or gandolfini's son looks so much like him they could still do another prequel and use him and it could still be like a prequel to you know him rising the ranks and it, obviously gandolfini's son i think he's older now than he was when the movie came out so I
2: think he'd be a pretty good, uh, you know, role for him to play. Yeah, like uh, <clears throat> I was on vacation this week. I started rewatching Sopranos. It started on season one, and like I finished it. You know, it's a funny thing you bring up. And like the first season, throughout the whole show, the the char- characteristics and the the of the characters it's like it changes. It's like so much different from the beginning to how they end up and th- i think that's why the movie the you're seeing a really young version of all these characters and you know they're still growing and developing i i don't know um maybe that's why there was some some issues i, I don't think that's why the movie got well and i know with the uh, dicky like in the show tony always talked about how like he mentored him and showed him the ropes and Um, so yeah, that's why what happened to him and Corrado too, he was, he always helped out Tony It's just, he was more critical of him. Right. And that's like, even in the first season, Tony mentions a lot, how Corrado like used to bust his balls a lot and that's just the way he was, but yeah. And and then the movie where I remember the first half, like, yeah, he was Dickie was more, he didn't shit on them as much i guess right
0: i i thought it was pretty good uh you know everybody out there let us know your reviews on uh the many saints of Newark. but pretty cool for our sopranos we'll see if they do any more but guys i think uh we've left just about enough time to get into our article of the week Alright, so this article that I found on Business Insider um, makes mention of CEO lays off 90% of his support staff after AI Chatbox outperforms them. So this article came out in July uh, 12, 2023 and uh, it's, it's, it's a small business, this uh, business I think that's less than 100 employees. I think if I remember right, it's like 60 or 70 uh, employees Customer service was 60. Oh, I thought the entire company was the size of, of 60 or so. And 23 employees were la- laid off, which consists of yeah. uh, 90% of the customer service. Cause I guess there's three other people that did stay on staff in the customer service field, or at least that's the way I kind of understood it. But read the article. Um, I I think what the article really goes into a lot more than anything. Uh, they they hardly ever mention the AI stuff. They go more into this. This CEO went onto Twitter and kind of like boasted about it, you know, and saying, "Yeah, is this tough? Yeah, but is it necessary? Absolutely." That he cut the cost of customer service by eighty-five percent. So he's kind of toting like, "Hey, this is a win." Uh, But a lot of people were kind of bashing them as far as, you know, this is kind of on poor taste kind of thing. So read the article, kind of goes into more detail, some other facts on there, Um, some comments from other uh, Twitter people out there. But it kind of goes back to some of the stuff that we've been talking in the last few months. Uh, AI is becoming more and more prevalent. And little by little, it's going to start removing jobs now, stuff like this happens. I know we've talked about it. I want to rehash a ton of stuff, but when cars came out, people were like, "What are horse people going to do?" You know. And so, when computers came out, what are people that, you know, draft by hand going to do? And you, you kind of go into whatever new technology goes, but it does affect a lot of work sectors. And I think people are not thinking about the long-term ramifications that's going to happen. This is going to remove a lot of entry-level positions, customer service, being able to answer a phone, check on a queue and try to give people help. You know, those that's like a beginner one-on-one for a person kind of wanting to get into an entry level in a company and being able to get there, get a minimum wage or halfway decent wage or whatever it is. Those jobs are going to start going away. Uh, They're going to have computers. And I've dealt with this personally. I've had problems with Amazon and I'll call. um, And then you get put into like this robotic thing where it's just like, what is your problem? And then you say your problem. And then it has like these automated prompts. And if if it diverts too much from what it's capable of, oh, I will transfer you to the next available representative. And it transfers you because this robot can't answer it so human it, <laughs> yeah stupid human <laughs> let me transfer you to a human but what do you guys think man uh of the article what do you think about this new future where uh, customer service might be getting phased out i mean i've seen articles
1: about ai phasing out many different sectors uh one of those was customer service but there also was a mention in that same article that there will always be a need for customer service and you you literally just hit it right on the on the nail right there or you hit it what is it right on On the the head head. yeah Yeah. pretty much there's going to be situations where you need a human element to investigate and give you more of a personalized answer rather than just like oh you know you're looking for the status of your order it'll be there eventually you know like some random computerized shit like that you're going to want somebody to be able to kind of um give you that human element where you know oh i'm so sorry we understand uh we're we're gonna get this rush order to you or whatever you know it it kind of uh gives you that I, i don't know how else to word it just like a human interaction it's not so robotic and not so you're just a number to us here you know take your order you're you're uh you're not just a number when you're dealing with a human you're we we can empathize and we can you know try, try to you know work your work around the situation and and plus there's a lot of problem solving too for some customer service reps um but i, th- I think it really depends on the work ethic and i think in the article that you you're you're talking about there was mention uh, of a detail about the customer service team that he laid off or fired whatever you want to call it they would take about two hours to answer some of these inquiries which is ridiculous, you know, like two hours, that's that's a long time. Uh, I work in the same field. I work in customer service. Uh, maybe a little bit more on the, you know, deeper end versus just like that answering calls. Like, we do a lot more problem solving and shit like that. Um, but I can tell you right off the bat, there's no way I'm going to take two hours to reply to somebody that's wanting to know the status of something. You know, the if i'm at work and, and then that's what i'm doing and i see this come in it's it's not going to take me two hours to respond i'm going to respond like immediately you know as soon as i see it and unless you know there's a, a queue and then obviously it takes time but i think even with ai there's only so much that ai can do um depending on the situation you know it depends on the company um so is it alarming kind of you know there's going to be um, what is it called some will consider it a renaissance the ai is bringing to us like just an, a new era of efficiency but it's also going to create um you know it's it's going to lay off a lot of people that do these you know basic jobs that you know don't entail too much problem solving And uh, really quick, and I'll wrap it up here with what I'm trying to say. Um, You mentioned earlier about other sectors that were laid off when, you know, the cars came out and stuff like the horses and all that. Well, when electricity became popular, lamplighters were also, you know, laid off. People used to light lamps in the streets at night when it got dark and they would use like, you know, torches and whatever. But then once electricity became popular, that became obsolete. But that person... It sounded like they only had one brain cell. They had, you know, obviously a human brain that they could learn other things. So with these people that, yeah, you know, they got laid off and that's that's a terrible thing to lose your job, especially when, you know, the economy is rough and everything everywhere globally, it's not just the U.S. I, I'm fairly certain that, you know, if they apply their mind to a different, you know, job, they they will be just fine, it's, you know, it's it. it doesn't seem like it's gonna end the world by, you know, phasing out jobs that, you know, people are barely able to do, or like that they're it's like a basic level. And I'm I'm sure people are capable enough that they can learn some new skills and be able to do a different job that AI can't do.
2: That that AI gonna make me my burrito bowl. I come on, bro. Right, Free From Radio, we've always been uh, we've always talked about technologies um, <clears throat> and robots that take people's jobs and, and stuff like this. Like we had that. We had an article. we talked about a pizza that makes I'm a, shit, a robot or something that makes like a shitload of pizzas and and the driverless, uh, the AI uh, driving the trucks and all this bullshit. Right. And, um, and now this, unfortunately, like you're right. I. The AI, it's a scary thing. I mean, it's gonna make a lot of shit obsolete, and then when humans be, can't do this shit, uh, it's interesting to see what the fuck ha- is gonna happen. Because the it's it's making it's doing more and more, and it's gonna streamline a lot of shit. I, I think. I mean, it's a plus for businesses and and manufacturing and like every aspect, engineering. Um, you're still gonna need some labor, uh, people to do the labor, like, to, to get things done, but the, the whole, um, where people needed to go to school to figure shit out, I I think a lot of that's gonna get phased out by some of this shit, and all you're gonna be, and then you're still gonna need ditch diggers and shit like that, and people to, 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 pick stuff and, and to, to wheel it over and assemble it, so it's shifting, and pretty soon that might become obsolete too, cause all the robots, that uh, AI is gonna be running <laughs> and then down to the mechanics who, who repair them and after that, I don't know. Um, I'm always kind of leery, like, yes, there's a lot of things they could do. Um, when all the fucking, the cop people would call and all this stuff started getting uh, outsourced to overseas companies, right? And people would bitch about that. And then we got this now, like Danny says, he calls Amazon. I don't even know Amazon had a fucking phone number you can call. I don't know what happens everything's always through their the app or to the website um uh yeah I mean I'm pretty sure you're not talking to somebody they probably got some it's a tech company basically they got something or something uh, some type of software talking to you and uh unfortunately that's where everything's going uh, I I don't see this ever slowing down with the AI stuff and and there's more and more articles coming to say, uh, you know, this is the future. Like they're kind of telling you, like you're gonna get fucked. <laughs> so, and then that's how when society's really gonna change and see um, how these people who don't work what they're gonna do. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, think, I mean, I,
0: I I think it's like Noel mentioned, uh, and and I've kind of walked a little bit off the edge with this AI stuff because I was really really worried about it. I was like, this is going to radically change the world, and you know, maybe not for the better. But uh, you know, I get it. You know, with technology as it progresses, certain jobs get affected and have to change. Uh, my only thing is that uh, you need a lot of entry level positions that are available yeah. in the in the country, because unfortunately, not everybody is a doctor and a lawyer and has some super amount of intelligence to have these higher end jobs. So you need positions at the low end where people could go do a menial job that doesn't need a lot of training, doesn't need a lot of experience, and people can just start working and make money and maybe not support our family with that pay, but start going back to school or maybe with two entry level positions, uh, the husband and wife, then they could support a family and stuff like that you you need that capabilities and if you start removing too many entry-level positions or uh, positions in that neighborhood as far as entry level goes then you start having difficulties where you can't find jobs because people can't don't have the capabilities to go into school to become a civil engineer so they're just like well what the hell work am i going to do to support my family until I do go to school and get some kind of, you know, IT tech or, or um, you know, some kind of, yeah. what do they call that? Where you would go to like plumber school and some vocational- Trade schools. Trade yeah, schools. Which
2: there's a big shortage yeah. of it because right. today's kids, they tell them to go to school and, be and work in the office and they don't want to do welding. They don't want to be mechanics. They don't want to be welders. They they've been kind of told like uh, that's kind of for dumb people and it's labor intensive. So you don't want to do that. Go to school. So you get an office job.
1: You know, I'll, I'll say this. Um, do, do you guys use a computer at work?
2: I use a typewriter.
0: <laughs> I use a, 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 a track uh Thing with uh, <laughs> what? what do they call Zantrek? those? What do they call the things where you uh write it in and then you scan it and then it turns the text into writing on your computer? A Newton, I forgot what they call that thing, <laughs> but anyway, know no,
2: what you're talking about.
1: Wait, do, do you guys really use the typewriter and shit?
2: Nah, no, no, we use i computer, computer, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm like, I not a laptop, know,
1: man. bro. I was about to say, I was like, I almost believe you for saying you said it really convincingly. <laughs> the I was first like, oh, the, when
2: I got back and I got in working in an office setting and Danny showed me like were we, before we had all our blueprints on like a computer system or the network you had to pull the original file on this drawing board and then you would run it through this machine and an actual fucking blueprint would be made out of the original like oh like this is why it's a blueprint because it's fucking on blue paper right and you had to run it through this machine with the the dye or whatever the fuck or the vinegar or whatever it was. And like, like that's how old, but we've updated a lot since then. But I mean, I've worked with that old ass stuff and they had typewriters and they were still having out know, memos and stuff like before emails.
1: So that's kind of what I was uh, trying to refer to is that, you know, just in the last, you know, 40 years or so maybe even a little less, maybe like 30 years, there, there's there been a new wave of people using computers at in business, right? Like, for the longest time, it was just everything was written down on paper. You had file cabinets, endless amounts of file cabinets with all sorts of papers and shit, and it was such a massive, like, hurdle to organize, and you had staff just organizing stuff, and all day, administrative assistants trying to find paperwork for you, dating back decades now you just double click on a file oh yeah you got it and it's done so yeah a lot of jobs have will be like outdated once ai takes off but we can also use ai to our advantage just like we use computers to our advantage so those people they got laid off because they weren't needed to look you know for a file in a file cabinet in like a warehouse in the middle of the city now you could just double click and you got that file. Well, they could still do that job. They could still find you what you need to find. But now they're using computers. So, you know, AI could help even people that get laid off because AI is doing their job. They could use AI to do something else, to do a different job. So AI, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of scary because it's new and we don't know what's going to happen. It could be for the worse. It could be for the better. We don't know yet it's also something that we could use just like we use computers just like we use electricity just like we use everything that comes out
2: i'm with you that you can use it but unfortunately the 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 thing's gonna outsmart us someday so it's just like we're feeding it more and then uh, it's gonna plot our death man no you do not see the matrix man
1: i mean i honestly i don't think it's like ai that's gonna kill us i think it's the people that will use ai like there's already people that kill people, right? It's not like it's something new. Like governments have you know, been there's been dictatorships. There's you know, Nazi Germany wasn't even a hundred years ago yet. And you know that existed. It's not like we needed AI for for like evil to exist and people to do bad things. Like humanity has almost ended itself countless times throughout history and it, it it's not going to just be like all right now it's never going to happen again
2: but we haven't because we we're uh, we have uh, we have a soul or something you know we we do have some uh, we know what's wrong something that's a computer they don't think like that it's just or ai they're just going to think it is data and they're, they're just going to process it and like we do this this happens if we do this they don't think about the impact on people i mean i'm a generally humans have a conscience and they might think about that but now the business people i don't think they do as much as, as like they used to in the old days but they have a conscience. they know their ramifications of doing this is going to impact all this other shit down the line i think ai has no concept of that and they're just processing data and they're like this is to get the result i want this is what we have to do
0: i think that's a good point it, it, you know a lot of people have a, a spirit inside them, you know, Jesus or, or religious belief or whatever. So they tend to be good people. And, and you know, not to say that people that don't have religion are not good people, but I would have to say if we were to poll it and investigate it, that there would be a larger percentage of people that are bad or, or don't have a conscience and don't care about other people. So is that what we're going to expect with ai's and computers you know where they don't give a shit that jimmy over there has a family of five and you know he's been with the company for 50 years you know hey let him work off until he's retired no I'll lay him off get rid of him we don't need him ai here you go take <laughs> over this guy's job
2: just real quick you seen the movie idiocracy right noel yeah, yeah. where uh the, the guy joe's like let's just uh use water to for the plants instead of brando and then either the water so the government wasn't buying as much brando or something in the computer like the computer just laid off everyone like uh because <laughs> they weren't buying something <laughs> and people are like uh bothered by brando brown like people are freaking out because they're not getting that money or whatever like that's something like um uh, that's some ai shit. like oh they ordered less uh less because they're using this like somebody that data got in there, and like, well, we need to lay off all these people to offset these laws and people went fucking crazy. Like, you ain't so fucking smart, man. You got me, you got me fired, and <laughs> shit. So put that, put that, water
0: that, in it, the thing from toilets? Yeah, what? yeah.
2: Because it was they're so just used to the computer just doing all that shit, and like, you know, that that's what uh, I imagine. Unfortunately, that's probably yeah. something that I think is going to be real.
1: Well, you know those people though they they weren't even trying to save themselves they were literally so dependent on the ai that they just didn't even think for themselves and kind of like in um uh, what was that Wally wally yes kind of like that man like people can become lazy and complacent and honestly should we feel bad for those people like we all have a chance every day you know to to become better and if you don't then i mean that's a mistake but shouldn't there be consequences for your mistakes you know and the consequence would be that you you suffer the life you're going to suffer because you didn't take that initiative and and that's you know your abilities to the next level so not saying it's easy it's gonna be a lot of hard work for a lot of people especially with ai you know Getting better and better and more efficient and and intelligent, yeah. People are going to step it up, man. They can't just be like, all right, let me just flip burgers and expect you know everything to work out. It's like, no, you just gotta maybe use AI to your benefit by like learning new skills and and trying different ways and maybe start your own business. It doesn't have to be a huge business. It could be a small thing, just some you know residual income coming in from different sources. Learn how to use the stock market, learn how to use uh, tax breaks and and, like study tax code and shit. All this stuff is is hard, right? But like all the richest people that are going to be chilling at the top, they already did their hard work. You know, that's why they're at the top. They don't have to work hard anymore. They just just reap the benefits. All of us here down at the bottom, we got to work hard to climb up that mountain get up at the top once we're on Mount Olympus and we're just throwing lightning bolts all over the place like Dang. Zeus and shit
0: damn there <laughs> you fuck, go man, man. America fuck, man. <laughs>
1: uh, but hey guys I think uh, that's, uh, that's all we got time for it for today so we're going to wrap it up here I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on Freeform Network 200 episodes I still remember when we first brought up the idea to do this podcast, and it was uh, uh, it, it was an interesting journey so far. You know, let's so keep it going. Uh, so, for everyone, if you're not already, please follow us on Twitter at FFR Podcast. If you have any questions or maybe topic suggestions, email that to FFNQuestions at gmail.com. From Freeform Radio, my name is Noel, and we have Daniel
0: yes sir i'm kind of hungry gonna go see what i could find and dig out for some lunch but thank you for following us for 200 we'll see you for the next couple and we got andy it's
2: all good andy want to thank you for listening we outlasted a lot of people a lot of uh coalitions that we formed in the past in the in the past and we're still here a lot of those guys are not doing anything now so we're, we're glad you're you're listening to us on our journey through this uh this podcast and uh because there's so many options now but uh thank you and then uh we'll keep talking your ears off damn that's cold bloody <laughs>
1: <laughs> well again thank you all so much uh, we wish you a great night and a beautiful tomorrow Dad.